Hello, my beautiful people. I am so happy to be back. It has been a while, but I felt very called to sit down and do this episode. Let me open up with the fact that I hope the sound will be okay. The reason I'm saying that is because sitting down to record, I realized that some of my equipment has already been packed away, so I'm having to use some of the older equipment, and the reason for that is, I guess you guessed it by now, is we are moving. We're actually moving out of London after a year and a half living back in central London, And this is like a whole episode on its own and I'm going to wait before I share more on sort of the next steps and what the next few months are bringing my way. But I'm so excited to be sharing something like that, but also what is kind of the context around this. It's been an insane couple of weeks and a very intense cosmically speaking weather that we've been feeling and I wanted to talk a little bit about this and go a little bit deeper into contextualizing what a lot of you have shared your feeling and even though I don't sit down to do these episodes as much as I used to particularly the solo episodes that's not to say that I'm not coming back in September with some of the interviews that I've got lined up and some amazing guests that I want to bring on the podcast I'm using social media a lot more nowadays to be kind of having that ongoing conversation about what's going on I find it a lot more interactive and I find that it's a lot more immediate in the sense that Um, everyone can get involved and I can get feedback and people actually share what they feel and we can sort of go into what different things mean. Um, So it's a lot more immediate in that sense. And I do feel like 2022 was always destined to be a very big and transformative year. And I've talked about this, not just on this podcast, but also in what's become a more frequent thing, my guest podcast appearances. I did a one at the beginning of this year talking about the astrology of the year, which I'll link in the show notes here. And then another guest appearance where we covered pretty much the first portion of the year. And then I believe this was a separate episode where we went all the way up to August. And you can go and check that out since it's still relevant. We're now in August. And I always said that it's been kind of at this point of our journey about surrendering and July is one of the months of the year along with August where we get this opportunity to really dive deeper into this. So I suppose why I felt really called to do this episode is because opening up this week, we had the Lionsgate portal, the 8-8 portal. You might have seen it referred to as on social media, and it's been such a thing that's blown up really. And what it is in essence is something that happens every year. Uh, The star Sirius travels through our skies and it always does from the end of July all through the middle of August, but it is on this really high vibrational, I suppose, date of 8-8 that the sun reaches a halfway point or 15 degrees of the Leo zodiac. So it's really kind of that really you can imagine it as as a portal opening. And while it does have a lot to do with manifestation, and I really do see it 
talked about in in this context it of course delivers this high frequency energy it infuses our being with this energy it is felt on so many levels particularly if it's something that you've been working with since the infamous date of 2202 2022 so in february uh, when some some of this portal energy was already being triggered and it's kind of allowing us now to rebirth our our spiritual energy the energy also of earth of mother earth and i really feel while like i said it has a lot to do with manifestation because of this high frequency it's at this point more about raising consciousness um it is something we've been working with since the beginning of the year like i said in february particularly um when i covered this in my guest appearance uh, extensively about the numerology of 2202 um the repetitive twos the uh, palindromous um uh, palindromic date sorry uh and opening up our energy centers and we're now at a stage where we are in the midst of this rebirth and there's an awakening there's an elevated consciousness that we are working with it's undeniable at this point and this is something i want to touch on as well partly because it has a lot to do with this trigger that has been the triple conjunction so between july and early august 2022 we've got mars uranus and the north node sharing the same degree in Taurus, which is this rare triple conjunction, which has never really happened in precisely the same way before. The last time that Mars, Uranus, and the North Node perfected these conjunctions between them in the near degree, so 19 degrees of Taurus, that would be, was in 324 BC when Alexander the Great laid the foundation of the Hellenistic era. And this is an example that I used when I was talking to Gemma Petherbridge on her podcast, talking about the astrology up until the month of August. And the reason I use this example is it's not random because Uranus joining the North Node and Mars and Taurus, it kind of, if you will, ma- makes us mix the implication of the four energies that these planets stand for. So if we assume the fact that Uranus is all about unexpected shocks, and if we were to think of it this way, typically Uranus conjunctions, squares, as well as oppositions, tend to coincide with tensions between energies that symbolize progressive ideas, but also conservative approach and innovation and original thinking opposing fixed thinking. So it's very much this polarity of the energy um, is the best way to describe it is this feeling that you need to, you know, break free again, this idea of freedom and equality and achieving these things and this progressive way of thinking, but having to break down outdated structures in quite a dramatic way and having to break through conservative approach and having to no longer be so attached to the status quo so that we can truly progressively move into what the ex- the highest expression of Uranus really is. And 
with the addition of Mars, Mars being the god of war, it's the it's really the best way to describe it is energy and not in a sense where we use energy so frivolously to describe things and, you know, this energy and that energy. But Mars is in itself energy. It's it's outward directed energy and any conflicts and accidents and, you know, it being the god of war, any disputes that are unfolding at this time get this boost really from its fiery energy. And it tends to make events evolve faster than expected and it makes things escalate. And one thing that I basically noted down in my notes when I was, you know, making my own predictions for myself, which I wouldn't have wanted to share on social media because it's just too long and too thick really to get into. Uh, But if you are interested, I... I mean, DM me and I'm happy to share some resources where you can go through different examples of what the typical conjunctions of, say, Uranus and Mars would coincide with. And there's a breakdown of historical events and dates and a lot of in-depth information if you wanted to get really, really granular with this. But one thing that comes through quite strongly is fire, is heat, you know, heat in the body, heat that we don't need to be looking into astrology to notice all around us, all over the world, unexpectedly high temperatures, fires, you know, breaking out, eruptions, volcanoes erupting, and also the increased heat in a metaphorical sense where there's that really that escalation of conflict, um, the increased use of weapons, uh, the need for surgeons, medics to be addressing things that tend to be related to physical injury, which again has to be you know, related to heat in some in some way, like burns, cuts, um, inflammatory conditions, and and that that's really kind of uh, the summary of those two. So it's really Mars here brings us this addition of heat and. Mars is our explosive force. The North Node, it being the highest expression of our destiny, just wants expansion. And in Taurus, the fixed Earth sign ruled by Venus, the the whole convolution of these forces is brought down to a very material level. So everything that is in the here and now surrounding us in the bodily expression and the physical form that we are the way we experience our 3d reality so pulling these together we expect our physical space but also our physical resources money um you know taurus being the ruler of finances banks currencies uh, all those things we we experience that change really on that level. So we experience the unexpected. There's that potential volatility and volatile shifts that are centered on this idea that we want more, that we want to progress. We want more and more and more. And of course, 
that can be understood twofold. It can be more where we want to really reach the highest destiny and expand uh, towards that. And I think someone came through with the question whether this would have been a good time to start a business. I made a video on this uh, on TikTok. You can go and find that where I explain why and sort of what goes into that. But also more on the flip side is greediness. And that's something really to look out for is really are our motives aligned with the expansion that we want to achieve in a way that involves our full integrity. So these disruptive events that also may relate to financial industry is something to keep in mind, losses, um, sudden restructuring, bankruptcies being announced, there are problems for real estate developers under this transit and something that we are seeing again i can speak for europe but i think this is happening all around the world with a very unprecedented demand for real estate and prices being a little bit all over the place at the moment um, and then the mini market crashes the currency fluctuations you know unexpected dollar to the euro all these things that we are seeing that again don't need to be really diving deep into astrology to notice. And Saturn uh, sits parallel Mars. So that's something that I want to just mention really briefly. Mars parallel Saturn is the old ways, is the established leaders, the corporations, the governments. And in Aquarius, we've got that, again, sudden change, the electric jolt of Aquarius and it it sort of hints at the fact that when the events may be sudden and restructuring in a sudden way there is that immediate loss of established leadership the reshuffle the redirect and even in a very physical sense the accident that needs to happen the the power outage that needs to happen to then be into an on state. So the involvement of kind of Uranus and Aquarius indicating that events that occur suddenly involve multiple and unexpected on and off states. So it it's interesting because hard transits among slow moving planets like Uranus and also points like the lunar nodes coincide and always have coincided with major geopolitical events with turbulent weather and we are seeing this cyclical nature of what's unfolding at the moment as well on a very helping quality i noted in in the aspects that surrounding this electric combination of Mars, Uranus, and North Node, which, by the way, in, in Taurus, is still unfolding. We've got a sextile to, um, from Venus in Cancer, which uh, arrived on August 2nd. And it really, just after the intensity of the triple link was just like a soother, a little bit of a softening, a settling to point to a way forward. If you, I wonder if you felt that as well. And on August 18th, so in a few days' time, Leo trines uh, Jupiter, uh, sorry, Venus and Leo trines Jupiter and Aries. And Venus trine Jupiter brings, again, very good, just good vibes. I mean, optimism, 
uh, comes to mind and just plenty of love to be smothered in. This is one of the most looked forward to transits, which is something I covered in the um, Astrological New Year report. If you got that, if you bought that when it came out, it had uh, it would have had that mentioned for various signs that are most affected by this. But this is one of the most looked forward transits for anyone who is out there looking for love, seeking love, anyone who's opened to possibilities of meeting their person. If you already have a person, if you're already in a relationship or things are deepening, it deepens it and it really amplifies it. Jupiter amplifies the everything that Venus stands for, which is beauty, indulgence, all the earthly pleasures that we can enjoy with others, again here in the material in the here and now. And it does make us seem more attractive, but it also allows us to kind of relax into the idea that we're not on edge, we're not feeling judged, and we can express ourselves in the most affectionate way that we know how, in the best way that we know how for our love language, and to welcome that side of our personality. And, you know, whether you're in a relationship or not, this is always something to welcome with open arms to to kind of deepen our connection to others. And this will be happening again on the 15th of November, by the way. So going back to my example about the triple conjunction and Alexander the Great, because I kind of went off topic. So talking about kind of the energies of, of those three planets, we are seeing, like in Alexander's time, the triple conjunction being one of the several astrological markers that indicate we are entering a new phase of empire, quote unquote, of being, but ultimately a destruction of an old way of life and the ushering in of an other by means of what we now have dubbed or have agreed to call the Great Reset. And the theme that permeates with the majority of the transits really is one of joining forces of reinventing the world of tomorrow of really sitting with yourself and asking yourself the question you know what is my role in this world this is a such a key thing for 2022 because I think a lot of people got given the opportunity to explore that and didn't go fully full in um, when we go all the way back to the beginning of some of these cycles in 2020 and It's doing the inner work in order to contribute in a greater sense and through the highest expression of what we can be unburdened from the past because there's a big thing about releasing in order to release the old and welcome in the new and reinvention, self-reinvention, but also reimagining how we work together, which we are already doing. We are reimagining society, economy, education, the way we trade, we are reimagining and reinventing the way we want to work. Our working conditions are changing globally, the way we communicate. And it's just that that great reset. You know, that that's the best way to describe it is the great reset. And it's important to remember that Uranus is the planet of awakening. 
And while it can bring this unsettling information or even shocking information at times, it always does it so it can awaken our minds and it can push us further and help us to break free from boundaries and restrictions, be it set by society or that we set for ourselves. And the North Node is sacred. It's that karmic point in any chart. And a big thing that we're working with this year is the reimagining of structures because Taurus, um, you know, ruling over all things that I described. And it it is activated by Uranus. We are all getting a shakeup to move us to our highest destiny and the highest expression of our truth. Some of the predictions that I made for the the Uranus uh, North Node conjunction was the the rattling of long held beliefs, uh, change in innovation in the world of technology a push for greater freedom from people, uh, strong weather patterns so that we can either be moved towards a more sustainable way of living or actually find solutions that shape our future and the future of our planet. Revolution, especially in the areas relating to finance, to agriculture, and also our environment again. And powerful awakenings that change the course of our planet's future it's a profound change to markets to people to our psyche and I think it's been a long time coming we are ready for this it's um you know August is a month that asks you to match the external to the internal and there's an energy that's kind of been bubbling with a dull ache in August. And it's also grief. It is that stuck and stagnant energy. And it, gr- it is about grieving all that has been. And I think so many people that I spoke to brought this in one way or another. It's grief of the of the physical things that are no longer the things that we have lost in this transition, but also grieving all that has been and what is no longer meant to belong in our lives. And that can be relationships, that can be outdated friendships, that can be situationships and things that we are choosing to separate ourselves from. Of course, there is a process of grieving. This is a given because it's cyclical. It's a cycle of death and rebirth. And it is, you know, promise is not kept. And this kind of... The part of the year when everything so far has accumulated, and I think a lot of us feel this, and it's been a lot, you know, it's been a lot up until August. It's been a big year so far, and it's more than one person alone can hold, and that is why I bring in this idea of togetherness. Together, we hold, we put down what isn't ours, and we act upon what is our responsibility to take action around. If you've done nothing or if you've done nothing of your inner work, if you've done nothing for for holding space for others, if you've done nothing for the environment, and if you haven't been more so, I think, owning your contribution to the world of tomorrow, owning the good that you've done, and also the bad, August is your time to start. It's a time to deepen this, to deepen into and lean into this truth. Each one of us is responsible for the world we end up with. Each one of us is an energetic fragment within the energy that is the one. And 
when I think about this energy and, you know, obviously p- people talk to me all the time about skeptical views that they have on astrology and things like that. And I think the best way that I can link these two concepts together and also answer the question is what influences our subconscious mind? Is it our past experience, our conditioning? I would say yes, to a certain degree. It's our past experience and conditioning of the brain, but it is also our immediate environment. It's what's happening around us. And linking back to this idea of external, matching it to the internal and vice versa. The energies in our environment are connected at a singular point of origin, and it has been so since the dawn of time. And of course, this point has expanded, but there is that still common energy that exists, that energy source that still exists, linking what is going on inside us with things that are around us. And this is really the concept of universal consciousness that we all share. This is why we are feeling on a collective level these influences, why we can look at them and say, oh, I felt that. I felt this in this area of my life. And you wouldn't be alone because you are not alone. You're not the one holding all that there is to hold. And I received the message from someone on social media telling me how this week has felt very up and down, very unpredictable, like time's been speeding up and slowing down and this feeling of limbo, of lingering in time. And really August highlights also the way we experience time, the flow states, the the experience of consciousness that we have in altered states of consciousness, uh, trance states, dreaming, uh, levels different levels of consciousness, the non-linear idea of time that is highlighted through all of these. And quantum leaping is one thing, and I think hopefully we'll get to to make an episode about this sometime, but experiencing other dimensions that in some way, shape, or form help us tap into answers and perhaps gain that different perspective, open up to other vantage points So quantum leaping, it happens when we are fearless. And if you were to just embrace this idea for a second, leaping into a new reality, when we are fearless, when we are ready to step into this timeline that we imagine, that we want to create, where things are a certain way that we can visualize and almost feel, when we are ready to transcend what we know and make a radical move to not just go there in our minds, but to clean up energetically speaking and open up to these possibilities to create that portal for ourselves, to take inspired action and to see what has transformed around us as a result, but also inside us. So we you know, having to understand matters on a deeper level. And I I want to last but not least touch on the Uranus retrograde, which is coming later this month at the end of August, pretty much. And Uranus being this planet of revolution and rebellion, it's bringing, it's bringing inevitably change on a grand scale. And when I talk about quantum leaping, you know, that's just one way we're going to use to label it. But are we ready to shift with what's to come? Are we ready to be moved along? And when it's in Taurus, Uranus, it's least favorite sign to be in, 
it creates change fundamentally around the foundation that we build our lives on. So what I'm saying, (laughs) why I'm bringing this up and what I'm actually trying to say is by August 26th, we're also having a square between Venus and Leo and Uranus, then retrograde in Taurus, which pushes us to seek freedom. And what I mean by this is between now and then, if you haven't started on all these things I enumerated, if you haven't started to take action, if you for some reason have been brushing things under the rug and ignoring the root cause of what is preventing you from ascending, from moving on, then you're going to feel this tenfold. You're going to be moved along. And I'm going to repeat it, shake up to wake up. (laughs) They're here to shake up your life, all of these transits. We are then with this square being pushed to seek freedom even more. It's like a like a bud now, but it's going to be a banging feeling, banging on the door by then. And whatever doesn't allow us, freedom from whatever doesn't allow us to be our truest selves, that's an emotional charge that I am telling you about now because it's been bubbling beneath the surface since June. And I want you to take the opportunity under one of the most significant lunations of the year, which is happening um, on August 11th, 12th, the full moon in Aquarius. Old energies need to go under this full moon. It's the last super full moon of the year. It's aligned with Saturn, our our cosmic teacher. And this is the message that you need to retain from this. This is not a time to be holding on to things. It's not a time to be holding on to people, to relationships and situationships. Because the future is here. It's brilliant. It's bold. And it's not for the faint of heart. So I want you to look back at June, at sort of the beginning, mid-June. Identify what was stirring you back then. And you will find that there is a theme that has been the underlying theme of the past few months. But also, if there's been that particular thing that emerged as a theme in June, and you've been sort of back and forth in that whole limbo experience, you'll find there's an end point to this journey in one way or another. There is a decision to be made, and you will feel this very strongly. I want you to listen to your intuition and really know that you are supported in this in the clearing in the energetic clearing you're ready to cut the cords we do an amazing ritual cord cutting ritual if you are interested it's on my website and you can ask me any questions about this I find a lot of people have not experienced this before but this is an amazing thing to do um, at a time of the full moon particularly and I think this is pretty much it I mean, it's a lot, but uh, that's the the kind of the gist of it all in a more digested way. And I want to mention to kind of close it off with a few things because I always get asked some ways to embody this energy under the full moon. And the best thing is to find what works for you in terms of expressing 
that deeply rooted emotion because the moon is the ruler of our subconscious, of our emotional world, our inner world. And that's the one, finally enough, that we struggle to express and work with the most in most cases, or sometimes we're too caught up in it, depends. But the the benefit of working with the moon and the moon cycles is really to follow that that cyclical nature of things and to be able to check in with yourself. I think there's so much value in that. So look back to the new moon in Leo. Look at the intentions that you've set. Perhaps some people like to check in with the intentions they set for what they wish to manifest into their life and in their environment for the beginning of the year, for the astrological new year. And now we are in August, so maybe something to reevaluate. You know, are you still aligned with what you set out to do at the beginning of this year? And take responsibility for the energy that you are putting out into this world. What are those things that you're honoring with action and why? And finding your truth and the idea that we're all connected and creating reality together. So your responsibility is bringing balance to your mind, body, soul, to focus on your relationships and lead with compassion, lead always from a place of compassion, to release those attachments, but also to release any insecurities that are preventing you from creating deeper connections with others. This is something I've been working with a lot, to think about how you can deepen your connection to yourself, but also to the world around you in a more sustainable and responsible way also feeling at one with nature and all that is life and knowing that in all this you are never alone and connected to you know disconnected you are connected to all you're connected to like-minded souls and together you can foster a sense of community but it really starts within in your inner world And with this, my loves, I wish you a happy full moon and I can't wait to check in again with you soon with a lot of new and exciting things coming, hopefully into the new seasons of the Electronic Podcast. Thank you for listening and...